0: Waxing the city, Alexandria. I'm telling you, they have the most pain free waxes you have ever experienced. And now they do Manzillions for men, and apparently those are pain free too. Paul, you've never had a Manzillion, have you?
1: I have not. <laughs>
0: they claim that honestly that it's not bad like even your balls it's not even that bad
1: i'm open to that
0: <laughs> so you can come join us march 8th from 5 to 7 30 uh your first wax is 50 percent off at waxing the city alexandria we are going to have a waxing party margaritas and more be sure to make your appointment
1: so much fun and calling all brides and grooms to be come join mervis diamond's secret facebook group this is definitely the place to socialize and talk about all things wedding planning so much fun right sarah i
0: love this idea isn't Mervis that a great everything. idea yes it's a really good idea so for them. check
1: them out on facebook as a group member you'll be the first to know about wedding band sales fun engagement parties and more love it all right all right all right yeah
0: all right all right here here we go okay let's dance Woo. Here, every
1: day hey phrase what's the phrase that you hear? I got the every worst day, hey, dance phrase, moves. what's the phrase that you hear every day hey phrase, those your better the dances ah gotta Sarah Fraser on the mic and she about to begin a co-host with the most ball one hey look at ring. me take it from me you should shake those from the no second the
0: You is right, Paul Wharton. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Sarah Frazier along with the fabulous Paul Wharton. We are ready every single week to give you a great podcast show, and today is no exception.
1: Yes, I'm so ready for this. Oh, I look forward to Wednesday.
0: I know. You look really good, too. Your blowout is like
1: on point. You always say that whenever I do it myself. Really? I did it myself today. You know, it's really light and fluffy when I do it, right?
0: Yeah, I like it. I like it when you do it
1: yourself. I don't use very much product, hardly anything.
0: See, Don't you think that is the crappy part with mm-hmm. the blowouts? Like, they use a ton of product. They use too much product. And it looks good day of, but then two
1: days later it looks greasy. I'm a little Black Liberace-ish, so I got to watch that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a little too done sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, okay, uh, a little high maintenance. <laughs>
0: Well, you look great. Thank
1: you. You do, Welcome too. Welcome to the
0: show. What's been going on? Uh, it's been a crazy week for
1: both of us. It has. Well, it always seems
0: like it's like two weeks in between when I see you, you know? There's like <laughs> so much that goes down in Did life. Do
1: you not call me on purpose so we have more to talk about on the show? Yes. I, <laughs> I don't hear from you.
0: I don't. I try not to because I want us to share it all. Right. All at once. I guess it
1: keeps it fresh.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what
1: if I get lonely, though? Can I give you a call? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, great. Anytime? Wow. <laughs> <Anytime? laughs>
0: Anytime, day or night. Uh, Well, I want to hear what's been going on with you uh, this past week. This weekend, I spent most, I haven't been like hungover probably in like two weeks, two weeks, uh, two years, two weeks. (laughs) Yeah, I have that much of a drinking problem. No, but I haven't been hungover in so long. Well, you're a total
1: lightweight.
0: I am a total lightweight.
1: Yeah, Cheap date, actually. I love going out with you. You know what? I'll get the check.
0: I'm drunk. (laughs) Oh, two drinks. I'm totally drunk. Yeah. But this weekend, I went out with a girlfriend that I haven't seen in a while, right? So we go out. We we have plans. And of course, you know, the night just spirals into like a shit show, right? So Mm -hmm. anyway- we're drinking at the bar, and they're, she ends up attracting this guy, right? Okay. And the two of them hit it off, like, so intensely. Okay? They're, like, t- they're like two people that you'd think they'd met each other, they'd known each other for years. And I absolutely, this guy was hysterical. Good-looking guy? Uh, oh.
1: <laughs> you know, here's <laughs> okay. okay. Set the scene. Come on.
0: So he, we're at the Four Seasons, Ooh, right? Which okay. is where we love to go. You know, sit at the bar, right? The Four Seasons. Because the scene there is always amazing, right? Sure. You've got all kinds of people coming in. So... Um, We're sitting there, and this guy walks over, shorter guy, nice okay. guy, super personality, full-on gel manicure, pinky Wait. ring on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what ethnicity is this person? He's white. What? Yeah. A white a guy w- with a gel manicure? White
0: guy, gel manicure, I'm going to say in his 50s. My girlfriend's uh, almost 40, okay. and the two of them, like, hit it off, right, intensely. So I just keep drinking, watching them going back and forth. And then I ended up inviting Dan to the bar. And so Dan comes in, and... <laughs> I introduced Dan to the two of them. I was like, Hey guys, here's my friend Dan. <laughs> he was like, really? Dan was like, uh, your friend? I was I was like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. It was Kind well, like tell him
1: if he stops splitting the bills with you, you'll make him more than a friend.
0: Oh, my God. Well, this guy bought us everything, like all these drinks. Like he paid for everything the whole entire dinner, right? Okay. Gives my friend, my girlfriend, the $100 bill. She's like, no, I can't take that. I'm like, take it.
1: That See, gel filling is not looking so bad all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I got a, I got a itch on my back. Can
0: you, scratch? Can you use your he
1: long, creaky mean- nail to scratch my back, please? <laughs> He
0: is giving her cash. She doesn't want to take it. So I'm collecting up the cash, putting it in my little purse. Uh, No. I was. I'm like, don't you take that money? If someone's going to offer you that, don't you take it? Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, thank you. I'm like, who says no to this? I take it. It was amazing. Anyway, I was so hungover on Saturday morning, though. Do you ever go through Netflix, like scroll through and just start watching like the most random shit? I
1: rarely have time, but I'm actually watching a show that's keeping me up every night till two o'clock in the morning. What is it? Seven seconds. I What's finished it last night. Oh my God, it's so sad. It's this kid that gets killed um, and the cops try to cover it up and it is fantastic and you'll be glued to the screen and I am going against all of my uh, seven to eight hour sleep rules. Really? To so watch it, yeah. And it's on Netflix? It's on Netflix.
0: And it's fiction?
1: Yeah, starring Regina King. It's well, amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, now I got to tune into that. Yeah. I'm always looking for things. So what'd you do Saturday so- morning? Saturday morning I get up, I'm super hungover, I start watching Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, the reboot. Have you watched I that? have
1: not seen it. Yeah. You know I'm traumatized because you know I was offered a spot on Queer Eye for the Straight what? Girl. For the straight girl. Do you remember they did a spin-off they did show? That? Okay. It's, and they did the big promotional campaign and they said, It's a girl. Yeah. Queer Eye for the Straight Girl. It had, they had a spinoff show. It only lasted one season. I went to L.A. I got offered the job, but they wanted me to be so mean to the women. I just couldn't do it. Oh, that's right. This is the right. one I talk about. Yeah, that's right. So I stood up for myself and they said, go, go home.
0: Well, that's amazing because now these guys get all this praise for basically just being super positive all the time about these men. They, like, come in and they give them motivational speeches and everything. So AJ, our producer, basically turned me on to this show. So I spent half the morning watching that until I got to episode 6, and then the internet blew up with... The guy, who's the guy, AJ, that is the cook? Like he basically comes in and teaches him. Do you know his name? His name is Anthony. Anthony. Okay. Anthony, yes. So Anthony decided to make mac and cheese, help this one guy make okay. mac and cheese, and he added breadcrumbs, Japanese breadcrumbs and peas. And the Ooh. internet lost Okay. <laughs> I want you guys to see Paul's face. I mean,
1: I'm pretty adventurous, but that just sounds really trailer park. <laughs>
0: So you're bread? not supposed to add peas and uh, no. Japanese breadcrumbs to mac and side.
1: cheese. Maybe it's like a Haven't New they England. have they ever heard the song? Greens, beans, tomatoes, potatoes, ham, lamb, hogs, dogs, chicken, turkey, chicken. You name it. <laughs> <laughs> that said nothing about no peas in no mac and cheese. <laughs> Are you sure? Maybe it was just me. I grew up with vegetables. My mom went vegetables. is Anthony? Why am white, I asking that all the time? Oh, totally. two for two. You got gel manicures and peas and mac and cheese. Y'all are ruining the goddamn world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? White folks just trying to really mess things up.
0: I mean, honestly, I was like, that is the whitest move. And he's making this mac and cheese for a black guy. Like, he's helping the black man oh, make the mac and cheese so he can make this for his mom and his sister.
1: Oh, I'm not feeling.
0: Well, neither would they. They came over and they were like, um,
1: is, are you
0: serving us this mac and cheese with peas in it? But I think it must be a, a white person New England thing. Cause my maybe mom so.
1: I could see if you put ham and peas in the mac and cheese, maybe it'd be like, you know, the ham might make it make sense.
0: But you never add vegetables to a mac and cheese?
1: I, I just wouldn't. No, you can add lobster, you can add shrimp. Crab meat, that'd be interesting.
0: Oh yes. Oh I love crab meat yeah, with it. or lobster meat. Absolutely. So anyway, that was uh that was my weekend and then I watched the Polka King, which I was happy to hear that Loved you know. <laughs> Okay, wait, AJ, I need to play this um this Polka King music.
1: Hey! Oh
0: I had never heard of this guy. Wait, how do you say? Is it Jan Luan? Juan LaJuan? Yeah. Jan Luan? Jan Luwan. Oh, my God. Jan Lewan, you guys. I didn't even know this man existed. I got sucked into this and Jack Black film. he was Black nominated
1: film. for a Grammy, right? And he he went was... to, they went to the Grammys and all that? Yeah. I loved it.
0: Okay, wait. We have to keep hearing this song. This was
1: <thinking> and for this i will work by the heart mind and soul so he's basically a Vegas, polish polka dancing singer in
0: pennsylvania in Chicago, who then ran a ponzi scheme yeah. and swindled like 10 million dollars out of all these old people what did it's he do so with good. the money
1: he went on tour
0: he went he took them to uh the vatican to meet the pope and then bribed oh. the pope with like a million dollars
1: and then, yes, wait and did, did he... the real pope come in the room yes
0: for real so i got so sucked into the polka king yeah I mean, I love all this polka music. Like, I've been singing the Pennsylvania polka all weekend long. The Pennsylvania polka. Okay.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. You're three for three, white people. You're three (laughs) for three.
0: Okay. Anyway, so um, I just started, like, researching him because I was so fascinated by the movie. Then there's a documentary, so I watched that. I didn't know that. He... Jan Luan mm-hmm. gets starts taking all their money, right? Yeah. Goes on tour, does all these polka things, pretends he's investing their money. Then he decides he's going to launch an international um basic travel agency for all these older people and take them back to Poland. Okay. And like they're gonna drink Juan Luan vodka, all this Ooh. stuff, which basically they're funding. Yeah. They, they think that they're investing, but they're just funding all this. Then he takes him to the Vatican and he's crapping his pants because he really doesn't have a meeting with the with the pope yeah. but he has promised that on the trip so he takes a suitcase filled with like hundreds of thousands of dollars goes into the Vatican and says I will donate this if my uh, tour crew can come in and meet the pope and he, they
1: do Wow So basically
0: those people paid like 300 or 400,000 out of their hard earned money to meet the
1: pope Well I saw the movie I didn't see the documentary. I saw so the actual good. film with Jack Black, and I thought he was trying to get a fake pope to come in and meet them. That wasn't the case? It no, was, it he was got the real, the rea- in real, real life, life he pope. got the real pope. Wow. So
0: I thought that was like a little less of a scam. I mean, you know, loved it. wouldn't
1: you pay hundred grand to see the pope? So now when you're hungover after you've called Dan a friend, <laughs> like, what's he doing all this time? Is he like he in and out? went to coach
0: soccer the next day. You went to coach soccer? No, he went to coach soccer the next day. I, I was like the worst hangover of my life. Cannot sleep in because you know I get up every day at six. Yeah. So I still get up at six even when I'm hungover and still like the walls are you know spinning and moving. Oh my and Dan's god. like, I'm going to coach soccer, friend. Oof. I was like, See you later.
1: Oh my god. That was
0: my weekend? What's going on with you?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I'm learning a lot about myself every day, Sarah. <laughs> like, like what? I am <laughs> learning things every day about myself. All Such right. As. So well, let me just share one or two. <laughs> so you know, I have this corporate client, and they took me out to Los Angeles recently, and we did. A few events surrounding the movie, A Wrinkle in Time, all right?
0: Okay, is that the new one with Oprah?
1: It's the new one with Oprah. Okay. I go to Los Angeles, but before I do, I tell them I don't fly coach to Los Angeles. Okay. Because I just don't, all right? Okay. If I have, if I don't have to. Now, if I have to, I'll do it because, you know, there aren't a lot of first-class seats, but if there's something available, I'll, I'm going to try to get it. okay. So um, they were like, eh, well, our clients don't really even fly coach, meaning like the big corporate client, you know. They fly. Okay, so even
0: the corporate people fly coach.
1: They do. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, gosh, okay. Uh, Well, I don't because I just don't want to. And it's too far. Like I would rather fly to overseas to London than to L.A. Because to L.A. you got to sit up the whole time.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah, you Even don't really recline. Even in first class. I
1: mean, you can't really recline very much. It's always an uncomfortable flight to me. Okay. I don't like it. So anyhow, they they reluctantly get me the first class ticket. On the way back, they didn't want to get me a ticket, so I bought my own first class ticket and sent them the bill to reimburse me. So I'm looking on social media, and I'm seeing every influencer that was with that group that went with me before is on the red carpet with Oprah at the Wrinkle Time premiere. And I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, I just out-maintenance myself.
0: Well, wait. Did you email them and ask why? How do you know? Maybe you're just assuming. Maybe assuming there was another what? reason.
1: They all flew in coach. Now they, they're standing next to Oprah. I was at home watching Polka King. <laughs> I mean, my God. So I'm learning that about myself. But, you know, that happened to me once before in my career. I was doing a show on a network, okay? It was a live show from Denver, um, right, in, during the Democratic National Convention, Barack okay. Obama, his first convention. Anyway, I was doing this live feed thing, and they were sending me in a limo. And when I got out of the limo, the show was going to start with me walking up to the red carpet, and it was going to be live. Okay. They sent me a white stretch limousine, Sarah. I
0: Okay, yeah, I know this story.
1: So I'm thinking as a producer, hey, you guys, I know this looks, you think it looks good, but this is not the look. Okay. So trying to help them out, I said, you know what? I don't think I should ride in that limousine. I think you should send me like a black SUV, and we should just pop out of the SUV, and that'll look better for the show. Well, anyway, honey, they thought that I was, you know, they thought I was being high maintenance. Like, right. oh my God, Paul Wharton won't ride in the white limousine. So it took me ten years that that network just started calling me again, like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm just learning all these things about myself. Like maybe I do need to start flying, coach, and riding and stretch white limousines. Maybe we should take
0: you on a coach tour. Like, I'll have you ride the mega bus with me oh. to Philadelphia.
1: Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> we can ride Coach Amtrak. Okay. We could go coach. We could fly somewhere, Coach. Like, I could show you the coach lifestyle.
1: Let me tell you about the coach I'll lifestyle. I'll pick you
0: up in a Ford Fusion. That's what Dan owns. <laughs> I'm and
1: going to roll well, And look. you'll be carrying a coach bag?
0: And I will go pick up. No, we're not even, no, we're carrying the, 90,
1: the $99 one from Norris. Hey, listen, you know I go to Cleveland all the time. I take the Express Jets, so those Jets, you know, it's all one class. Okay. I don't mind that. I just have a problem walking past um, a bunch of white folks in first class. <laughs> I should be sitting up there. I'm sorry, Sarah. I'm not going to the back of the plane.
0: I mean, look, I'd like to be in the front of the plane as well, but I'm usually at the <laughs> toilets. I'm, like, handing people toilet paper as they go in. Like, ever at the nightclub yeah. where that woman's, like, asking you for some change and she's giving you, like, the hand wipes? That's yeah. me.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> well, we, hopefully we don't have to get there. One other thing I learned about myself I'll share. So, um, you know, I'm talking to this guy who is kind of like, um, you know, we have an ongoing flirtation. He lives in Australia. Anyway, he looked at this picture of me. I sent him this picture of me, and I thought I looked really good in the picture. Right. But he's a big jokester. So he's, he zones into my hands. And look at my hands. Now, what do you see there? They're beautiful. Aren't they You're beautiful? Aren't they hands. moisturized?
0: Your hands always look good. They
1: always look great. So he zones into my hands, and then he's like, you know, you might want to moisturize those. You, might, you know, just maybe making a joke. Now, why do I always have to cut so deep on the way back? So I respond. <laughs> <laughs> You Who are you Fuck kidding? You. you got athlete's foot. What <laughs> kind of lessons you giving me? Oh, my God. Did that do it for him? Was he pissed? Oh, my God. He was, like, silent for the rest of the night. I'm like, damn. Okay, oh, I got to learn three things.
0: That seems like he's a Fly little sensitive. coach, sitting.
1: riding white limousines. And take the high road when they go low. I go high. When they go low, I go high. <laughs> you just crazy. keep repeating that, and I'll, I'll finally be in a good relationship.
0: Oh my God, it's yeah. hard to
1: do. It's hard to do. He should never told me. What? Yeah. He said his feet were susceptible to athletes <laughs> foot. I said, Oh my God, that sounds well. You absolutely. That horrible. sounds like
0: just bad luck. Like you happen to touch on the one thing that maybe. Me-
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's a great guy. He looks great, other than that.
0: Oh, my God. Who knew eh, he had athletes for? Uh, anyway, look, we got a million stories to get to, and then, the, actually, Paul just turned us on to this, and I had I had never even I know who this guy is, but I just didn't really know a lot about him, but Marcus Lemonis, who is the re, Love him. He's the host of what? What's the show? The Prophet. The Prophet on CNBC, right?
1: CNBC. It's my one of my favorite shows. If you're an entrepreneur, and you need some get up and go, and you want to know how to get unstuck, you watch The profit.
0: Okay, so tell us like about this show, because what does he do?
1: So basically, there'll be a business that's had some success in the past. They've done well over time, but for some reason, maybe the kids have inherited the business. Maybe they tried to grow too fast, and they're having major issues. So then he comes in with his checkbook, and he says, look, okay, I've seen what's wrong. I'm going to fix this I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna make you an offer. So suppose that people think they need a million dollars. He might say, I'm gonna give you $250,000 for 50% of your company. And they'll say, yeah. no, they want like a million dollars for like 20% and he's like, no. They end up taking his deal, but he gives them the money for 50% partnership, but he's 100% in charge. So wow. then he takes it and he gets works on the infrastructure and he gets their distribution together. He re- revamps their stores. He rebrands. And all of a sudden they have this thriving business.
0: So Paul comes in and tells us, he's like, you are not going to believe, you know, Paul says he's like really obsessed with this guy, Marcus Lamonis, and he's like, he just got married. And then he pulls up a picture of his wife. And we're going to have a debate about that because I cannot believe that's really his wife. There's something going on. Well, it's
1: interesting, and all the women had such a visceral reaction. I'm like, oh my goodness! So this is what women think about a woman marrying a successful 44 year old almost billionaire.
0: Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's
1: the thing, Sarah? Tell the people the thing.
0: There's just something really odd to me when somebody significantly. I tell you guys this all the time. I have a five ten rule. 10 years older, five years younger. Beyond that, the person ends up looking like your parent. And when you pulled this up, this woman straight up looks like his mother and it is creepy. But... We'll save this debate for everybody for the end because we have a couple stories we want to get to first. There's a lot trending in the news. Uh, Kim Kardashian put out the first picture this week of her baby, uh, Chicago West. Did you see that on Snapchat?
1: I saw it. I thought the baby looked cute, Sarah. You
0: did? I think that there's Uh, something wrong. Here's my thing. That
1: baby is adorable.
0: So Kim, and I mean, how many millions of likes does it have now? I mean, it's got to have... It's it has like, $7 million there. I bet it's up to like 10 would. or $12 yeah. million, right? So Kim and, and Chai West, right? But she's got the little, um what would that be, like a teddy bear filter? Yeah, in it? mm-hmm. And here's my thing. is like, I don't think, we need to see the kid without the filter because I think that kid's ugly.
1: You, not everybody <laughs> has something to hide, Sarah. Not everybody not, has something to hide. I'm just going to say. Hide.
0: I'm just gonna say, I think that kid. You know how lots of times when kids are born that they've got those little like uh, weird pimples or whatever on their face. It's just so strange to me.
1: But you know, her other two kids are cute. So why would you think that the third one would be ugly? Do
0: you really think that uh, Saint is really cute? I do. You do? I do. I think Northeast kind of cute, but yeah. I don't know this
1: one. I'm kind of a brat, but she's cute. <laughs> she is. Anyway. No pictures. No pictures. I'm like, Ain't nobody trying to take your picture? Get your ass in ballet class. <laughs> Doing too much, North. You do it too much.
0: Sure has some ballet class. Uh, Barbara Streisand. I was asking Leslie. You know, Leslie's the videographer on the show, and AJ's the producer. If they even knew who Barbara Streisand was, do they? Uh, AJ did. I don't think Leslie. Leslie. Leslie shaking her head. No. Leslie, do you know who Barbara Streisand is?
1: (laughs) No, not at all. Could you name? (laughs) Not at all.
0: Are you not dying right now? Could you name one Barbara Streisand song or movie?
1: i don't know ugly betty maybe i don't know barbara sounds like a name of ugly betty's uh no remember the uh andy gibb barbara streisand um (gasps) collaboration oh my god yes was it barry gibb or andy gibb
0: i think it was barry gibb oh my god wait hold on when
1: someone is in your eyes what kind of food oh my
0: god my Tays mother, me apart. Yes, come on, woman in love. Oh, what are um, wait, they did a couple collaborations. Me pain too. and sorrow. Yeah, do you like woman in love, or you like um, what was it? Play the, me one. Okay, wait, do you know this one? Here, play this song. See if I
1: bet you I do. My sister and I listen to this. Our oldest can do incredible. Oh, hold oh, on, Jesus, our commercial. Oh, sorry, we have Beads
0: hold on. Our okay, producer. this know. is woman in love. Listen to this.
1: Oh, Yes, I know this. It's a place. Oh wait, I'm about to go crazy. never know why. Come on, come on. Oh. oh sorry, sorry. Go to the um the chorus.
0: Hey, I think it's coming up. The yeah. Okay.
1: From the fall I stumble and fall. Come on there. I, I am a woman, woman in love, love. Ah. and I, I do, do anything, anything to get you into my world and hold you with me into shape.
0: So gay. I it. love it. I'm so gay. I love it. I love anyway, it. Anyway, there's a Barbara Streisand song for our interns. AJ, how did you know her? Just from Instagram? Th- Honestly, Meet the Fockers. Remember, she was the mom of Meet oh, the Fockers? And that's what? And then my parents talk about her on Broadway. That's really all I got. Okay. Oh my God. These kids <laughs> don't know her at all. Anyway, legendary singer and actress. She's cloned her beloved Samantha dog. Um,. Meet Miss Scarlet and Miss Violet, who are clones of her beloved dog. As I mentioned, fifty thousand dollars a piece to clone these. You think it's kind of scary? This was getting like some mixed reviews, by the way. Is it it just
1: a dog, another dog that's like that dog, or? Well,
0: that's the thing. Is this is what I don't understand? It it doesn't even have like the. They're waiting to see if it has the same personality, but it doesn't exactly look the same. And okay, you know what? I know that's what I'm saying. I guess it just has the same DNA. This is a racket. So you think if it's not an exact lookalike, it's really not a clone? No, I just
1: think that you got some dog breeders saying, "Yeah, I'll make your dog. Give me fifty thousand, and they go and have some dogs hump and <laughs> come out with a puppy and give you yeah, There's your dog."
0: Um. Anyway, people were like, "This was trending nonstop." Uh. Yeah. And so she's ended up cloning these things. Fifty grand, and you can have your animal. Uh. You can take cells from their mouth and their stomach. And then wow. create the second one.
1: Eh, I don't know if that really works. Ugh. You know, speaking of Barbara, I've been trolling her son on like Instagram. Yes, Jason Gould. Yeah, I follow know?
0: him on. I follow him on social I always media send too. Little
1: messages. <laughs> Does he fit- write back?
0: Yeah. Oh my God, you with Jason Gould. But I'm
1: trying to make it make it work. But you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't blame you. You know what I mean? That'd be quite an inheritance, wouldn't it? Yes, and quite oh the God. Hollywood dynasty. I mean, serious wow. dynasty.
1: God, Sarah. I know. Here's We're all keeping
0: our fingers crossed. Uh, last night was uh, the first series in a 10-part episode of Who Killed Biggie and Tupac, Unsolved Might Know. Um, do you, Unsolved is the show. Have you ever been obsessed with this story of Tupac and Biggie? I I'm still
1: know. on Gianni Versace. I'm trying to get through that. <laughs> I'm still trying to work that out in my head, and then I'll move on to Biggie.
0: Well, for some reason, I'm like in love with the Biggie and Tupac um. Who I don't did know. I kill just, them? Well, apparently the LAPD. Apparently, the rumor is that the LAPD was working for... There's two theories. One, okay. that Suge Knight killed Tupac because Tupac was getting ready to leave death row. Okay. Okay, so then there's like...
1: back I can't have you, nobody can. Right. You're and out.
0: supposedly, Suge had paid cops from the LAPD. He was paying them to essentially either give him a heads up basically be lookouts for him right Ooh. so then the rumor is that suge had a cop shoot and kill biggie when they were uh tupac, tupac when they were in vegas as Ooh. well okay but i also think that suge is the one that ordered the hit on biggie so the theory is is that suge may have killed both of them
1: ordered the hit gosh
0: i know i'm this obsessed. major uh it's on you come a long
1: way for a white girl from maine the theory is, Suge ordered the hit on Tupac and Biggie. Let me explain to you what I mean. <laughs> wow, Sarah Fraser, I'm I impressed.
0: Love, I love hip hop culture. I'm obsessed because I think I am so far from it that there's a fascination of like what it must be like to be a part of it. Sure. And uh, those two were just such legends. I mean, didn't you grow up on their music? Oh, my God. Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. I, I mean, Live and Die in L.A. is one of my favorite Tupac songs. So good. I
1: don't know if I know that one. You'd know it. Probably if you played it, I'd know it, Oh,
0: anyway, I'm watching that series. I'm obsessed with that,
1: too. That's awesome. I'd love to see it.
0: Uh, A lot of people are still upset, too, with Jane Walker, who's coming out. That's the ladies, uh, if you drink scotch, here it is. What do you think, Paul, of this new logo? Uh, A lot of people are equating this to as sexist as the Doritos for women. Um, Jane Walker by Johnny Walker is now, instead of Johnny Walker, which was a man with a top hat, is a lady with a top hat, riding chaps, boots, and, like, this... uh, I don't know, tuxedo jacket. And the whole idea is to attract women to drinking scotch.
1: Well, what's, wait, what's the problem? Did did they write thanks to Jane Walker? Ladies uh, can finally drink scotch or somebody else wrote that? No,
0: that's the Washington Post article. And it's satirical, basically saying like, look, for your information, Doritos, Johnny Walker, women have been drinking scotch for a long time. So essentially it's insulting because women have been drinking scotch and we don't really need another woman. Maybe they want to
1: acknowledge it now. This is this a special blend of the scotch, right?
0: Uh, no, same scotch, just different woman on it. But they do say that they are going to donate a dollar for every bottle that is sold. They're going to donate a dollar to women's causes. Why everybody is everybody so feel-
1: offended by everything?
0: Oh, well, we're in the era of everybody's Why Out is Ridge? everybody
1: so motherfucking offended by everything? <laughs> I don't, you can't say shit. You can't do nothing. You can't try to help a person out without everybody being offended. I
0: think you can. Here's the thing. I think that right now you've got to ride the rage, the, the wave of outrage, right? So, okay. like, I just put on my uh, Facebook today about Dick's Sporting Goods. Dick's Sporting yeah. Goods is no longer going to sell assault rifles. And essentially they came out and said, look, we ended up selling – um, in assault, not an assault rifle, but they ended up selling a shotgun to the Parkland shooter, Nicholas Cruz, mm-hmm. uh, in the fall of 2017. No, he didn't use that weapon, that particular weapon, when he did the school shooting that killed 17. But he, I think you're funny, and I really like you, Sarah. But you're way out of line when you start talking about stuff like this. And what do you know? You need to educate yourself. So basically, what I'm saying is, we're in the age of rage, and I think you got to ride the rage. Not be bothered by it because I think that now if you're not getting someone raged, they're not interested. Okay, in your so stuff. you have to
1: ride the rage, but also be ride enraged? the
0: age of rage. No, I'm not in. I don't okay. care. I think that people just want to hear their opinions heard. Right? We're not burnt right. out yet of like sharing. We do. Our we opinion. love to hear that. Right. So I think no matter what it is, you got to put it out there. Let people sure. be raged and well, enraged. we're only
1: talking about things from our perspective anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I can't speak from anybody else's. I've only been me.
0: Well, I'm going to attempt to speak for others and then <laughs> let the rage come <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this trend, Paul? Now people are getting engaged with an avocado. Of course, people love avocados, but the Avo box is a trendy new way of proposing. People are putting engagement rings inside avocados where the pit usually is. And yes, we've officially reached peak millennial basic BH. Stand, understanding. But the girls love this, by the way. AJ and Leslie both said that they would, if a guy proposed to them like this, they would say yes, and then they'd eat out the avocado.
1: Oh, geez. I basically they said, said that? that. AJ was like, "No way! I'm trying to convince her." Yeah, don't come
0: at me with some avocado and say that this is some unique, basic proposal that everyone's doing for millennials. <laughs> if you come at me with an avocado, I'll throw that avocado in your face. So, Eggy, who doesn't listen to the
1: podcast, would you who's take not the ring? To, yeah, take
0: the ring, chuck the avocado.
1: No, 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 well, no, no. we know is allowed take to the listen? Take the ring and then do uh, a guacamole. Girl, please. <laughs> what? Oh. She's going to make guacamole? <laughs> well, listen, ring. as long as there's a Mervis Diamond inside, honey, take the ring right. and walk down the aisle. I
0: saw on their Facebook page they were all about this. They were totally for this. They were oh, they loved down. it, huh? What do you think, though, is more basic, bitch? Proposing with, an av- with a ring inside an avocado or with, like, a ring inside a pair of Uggs boots?
1: A ring inside a pair of Uggs boots? Yes. I mean, you know, all this is a moot point depending on what the <laughs> ring looks like. Because if that ring is right, I think, oh, my God, look how cute he shit and pulled the ring out of a piece of shit. Ch- oh, my God, baby, I love you so much. Big old diamond ring glistening.
0: But if it's small, then you're going to oh think God. it's a cheesy oh, proposal. Oh, God, I'd be so
1: offended. Yeah.
0: I think if I had to choose between, or like, you know, what else? Of course, basic bitch, you know, is really Starbucks as well. Yeah. So what if someone proposed to you in one of those Starbucks ornaments? Like they got the Starbucks mug ornament and then your ring was inside? No? God,
1: I don't know about these <laughs> things. You know, I never, what is the Starbucks thing you talk about? You mean when the cup shows up and the, yes. the lady comes and brings me the cup? You know,
0: at Christmas time, they always have their seasonal mugs, you know? Yeah.
1: No, I don't. I know. know a
0: couple of girlfriends that every year collect their like seasonal Christmas mug that they have. And I think that they would love if their significant others then proposed, like put a ring inside their basic bitch Starbucks mug, and they opened that up, and then there it was. I mean, the trifecta would be you almost like you know those like little um, Russian dolls that like there's something inside of every single one. Okay. You know, the really the thing would be like you get the the boots, the yeah. Ugg boots, then okay. you put the mug, then you put the avocado inside the <laughs> mug, know, and then oh there that would be like the basic bitch trifecta proposals.
1: But you know what? She's getting married. The rest of us are only up here talking about her. You know, what I'm saying looking at each other like, what you do on Saturday? Nothing.
0: Nothing. Hopefully, not getting as hungover as I was last weekend.
1: <laughs> right? Oh, brutal,
0: Paul. When you pass, hopefully, and it's not for a long, long time, if we get a bunch of male strippers, would you be upset at your funeral?
1: Hell yeah, you would. I don't go to the strip club now. Why would I want to do that? Oh, my
0: God. I think this would be amazing. I would love. Could you imagine you show up to a funeral and there's like your casket and there's just a bunch of like scantily clad women, thongs, tits out, just like grinding on the casket.
1: Yeah, no, I don't want that.
0: (laughs) Well, in China now, see, I love this. I got to go to China or Japan. They're into so many cool sex things. Uh, China has now launched a fresh crackdown on funeral strippers. This is a legit story. The Ministry of Culture said it would target obscene, pornographic, and vulgar performances at funerals and weddings. It followed reports at a state Global Times newspaper about roaring crowds applauding and cursing as women performed at the funerals. The tabloid claimed that they were sauntered into the crowd and would rub men's crotches while occasionally reminding them not to take pictures. Mm. Uh, This was an effort by some families in royal communities hiring performers can increase the attendance at funerals. With high attendance... (laughs) Seen as a way of honoring the deceased. Really? so in Yeah, so like instead of just your intimate like friends and family of those who have passed, they want
1: crowds and legions of people. How did the old people go along with this?
0: I'd say they were down because in rural wow. parts, they were totally cool with it because it would attract more people to your funeral.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: In a bid to show off disposable income and boost numbers, households would pay more than their annual incomes for the strippers to come and perform. Also, actors, singers, and comedians. God, we ought to move there. We could be comedians at people's funerals. Right. Hey, everybody, <laughs> do you think he's getting up? What do you guys think? Want to do one last check? See if he's breathing in there. Oh
1: my God, Sarah! You know that's interesting. Your act sometimes
0: <laughs> it's fucked up. You
1: play to your crowd.
0: <laughs> Who is my crowd? <laughs> Who is it? No, but
1: well, you were telling me about this the other day. Like when people hire you to do these events.
0: God. I am done. Yes, I just I went to this uh national eating disorder event. Right. I love positive body image. I, I hate mm-hmm. dieting. I absolutely I would follow Oprah into a hot burning house, okay I love Like it. at the end of the scene of this is us, I would go back in the house with Oprah, okay? okay But the only thing I disagree with her on is I can't believe she bought weight watchers because I think it's I think she's swindling people out of money and weight watchers exist because they know people once they leave the point system have to come back or they're not going to keep the weight off. So it's a, a repeat, It's a genius business for her as a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. She make a ton of money. You'll never run out of customers. But
1: she believes in it, don't you think? That Oprah would only go along with something that she authentically believed in. She didn't need the money. She paid them. You
0: can't take advice from someone who has never gotten their weight under control. Oprah has conquered <gasps> a million things. Sound like
1: Wendy Williams? Wendy Williams said that about Oprah. She did. Mm-hmm. Oh, and God. now she's got Graves' disease. <laughs> Let me step away from the mic, people. Let me step away from the mic. You don't talk bad about. Oprah, haven't you learned these things?
0: I love Oprah, but I think it's a phase. I think Oprah will gain the weight back in a couple of years. It's what diets do. That's why it's a great business. Fraser 20 that's F R A S E R the number's 20 and it's still called like people are always like they always every time i i crap on it people are like sarah weight watchers isn't a diet they have a mindfulness book i'm like then change their name weight watchers is still implying that someone is watching your weight, which is why they all have the fucking scale when you walk in the door, and now they make weighing in mandatory. But when they shame you with the scale okay. and get you bought on point systems, it is not a mindful system.
1: Well, I was just funny you mentioned that because I was thinking about going to Weight Watchers.
0: What? You can't. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? You look I like was, a
1: million bucks. I was thinking about it. No.
0: I really was. Weird.
1: To lose what? Well, I wanted to go over there and see what they do. I did, because I feel like if I don't go to the gym several times a week, my like, okay. so my housekeeper, Priscilla, noticed that I had lost weight and then she noticed and then somebody else noticed and people start noticing. And then I remember this is like a week ago, week and a half ago. And I was like, oh, my God, they're right. And my pants fit better and all this. And then I stopped going to the gym for a couple of days. And all of a sudden, I'm fat again. I mean, it's crazy.
0: There is no way. You look so good I and you never know gain a ha- pound. Oh,
1: Jesus. You look don't. Him, quiet over there in the
0: what? back. <laughs> AJ, you see him every like, day. Mm, Do you think he So gains you mean anyway? to tell me
1: from last Tuesday to Thursday, right?
0: Right. In two days you gained t- how many pounds? Ten pounds?
1: I don't know. I just feel like I'm on constant um, gym watch. I have to. Hey. I have to be heading to Equinox.
0: Maybe it's just to say Equinox.
1: <laughs> no, it's not at all. <laughs>
0: Where is Five, your gym? Stars. Where is it? Five stars. Five stars. Where's your gym located again?
1: You know where it is.
0: <laughs> Ritz Carlton. Five stars. <laughs> Paul gets into the back room, by the way. The back room elite. Right. I love that <laughs> one. Right, the one with the card.
1: Uh, and then, hey, let me show you how long the, the time is. Between the times that I go, I forget the code. <laughs> I've been a member of this you since the year not- 2000, and I forget the fucking code. Oh, my
0: God. You can't be serious. You're not really going to go. That was a joke, right? To so what? Weight Watchers. Eh,
1: I go check it out.
0: Oh my God, you can't. I, Oprah
1: said so. I believe in it.
0: Oh, I'm so this this see this is what kills me about Oprah. Why would you do that? But anyway, besides that, I adore Oprah. I'm with you. I agree with everything that she does. Yeah. Um, but you were asking me about yeah. I hosted this event on Sunday oh. night at, at, for National Eating Disorder Week, right? And so. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about sending people, because I just had a high school, it, George Mason, and it's not George Mason High School, but it's a high school in Fairfax that wants me to be their commencement speaker, okay. and I'm like, do you guys listen like to the podcast and watch my material, okay? What do you think that I am going to say that's going to be appropriate for these kids?
1: Well, can't you tailor it to the audience is what I'm trying no, to get you to understand? I can't. Because we had an experience where we... <laughs> co-hosted girls night out sean Yancey's big event y'all know sean Yancey. yes a big anchor at fox and she does a a big um girls night out convention for women it's empowerment there's a bunch of vendors there's a fashion show and sarah and i host it
0: oh let me set
1: the scene for you guys (laughs) so it's a room full of professional fabulous seasoned black women i play to that crowd okay those are my people So Sarah is trying to start— I
0: thought they were my people, too. I was like, oh, they're feeling me. They're feeling me.
1: (laughs) You didn't mention to them, you know, your uh, admiration for Biggie and Tupac, so they didn't know what team you played for. But anyway, uh, so it was time for the show to start, right?
0: Yes, And Sarah
1: decides to go out and say— What did I say? Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) Shut up! uh, When I tell you, you could have heard a pin drop, (laughs) except—
0: Well, they all went, and, and and I'm sorry, Sean Yancey, or like the person running our show was like, "Can you guys get them to quiet down?" So I was like, the first thing that came to mind was just to tell them to shut up. And
1: then, <laughs> oh no, 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 honey, I had to step in between Sarah and about 250 black women that were like, all had both their hands on their hips. Oh like, my god! Oh no, she didn't. I was like, oh, sorry, y'all. She she didn't get the memo.
0: I feel like I got to be loose to really, uh, you know, get the crowd going. Like I yeah. have to be able to express myself. And so at this national eating disorder, I kept joking about getting people drunk, taking their wallets, you know. And so uh, the woman was like, hey, do you mind? Um, there's a lot of recovering alcoholics in the uh, in the middle in the- <laughs> of your.
1: Did she come up and whisper to you in the in your ear?
0: Yeah, she's like. There's a lot of alcoholic recovering addicts in the uh, audience. If you could maybe tone down the references to booze, I'm like, I can't. This is who I am. I've got a <laughs> yeah. roster of draw of jokes. Most of them involve like involve dick or alcohol yeah, or sure. something. Yeah, it's your stick. I don't know. I think I gotta send people. Stone Rivers wouldn't
1: have calmed down.
0: Maybe you just do it. Maybe you just continue. And you're like, look, this is my shtick. You ought to do your research and see what I say before.
1: Yeah, because she used to say, where would the world be if we didn't have laughter? We would really be in a terrible place. So that's why she would make fun of all the things that are hurtful to people and things that, you know, evoke some of those feelings of insecurity. She would make a joke out of it because she thought that laughter was very healing.
0: Well, it all turned. Out, it turned out great. They were awesome. The board, the one of the board of directors came over and he was like, "No, give them hell." I watched your uh, review of China's sex tape. It was great. So it, it turned out yeah. really, really good. But I'm just always like, "Oh, should I give people a disclaimer? Like, should I send them maybe my review of Black China's sex tape and go, you know, this no, is sort of my you should
1: walk in and get the check first. That's what you should do. <laughs> uh, go Morgan- to the side, take a picture." With your phone of the check and deposit it into your account, then you go on stage.
0: And then go on go. stage. Marcus Limonis, as you talked about, tied the knot a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh, he and his fiance, when we saw the picture, all of us were like, "What?" He we all took all together. We were like, "Is that his mother?" He married Bobby Ruffell, who is a fashion designer. Her, by the way, her stuff is beautiful. Her, Gorgeous. I loved her stuff on Instagram. I actually want to buy a pair of sneakers from her. It looked great, but I am. Like this always fascinates me. Don't you have friends? Like I have a couple of friends. Well, one she just found out she she was like married to a guy that was like twenty years older. Just found out he's been cheating on her like the whole time. So they all cheat.
1: That's why I tell my friends, why marry the poor ones? The poor ones are gonna cheat on you too. You might as well have some security.
0: Totally was cheating. Like, kept on major affairs. Yeah. Former military guy. Um, she's an attorney. Like, they had this, like, glamorous life. They bought this place out in California. It was always on Instagram, whole thing. She had all the, they'd always do all these, like, um, you know, set pictures of their uh, dogs together, like, all this stuff, and then completely cheating the entire time. Like, they had the perfect Facebook life. Like, you tuned yeah. in. You're like, oh, my God. No, he was, like, but fucking Sarah, everything.
1: more people cheat than are monogamous. Maybe cheating is normal. Maybe not. Well, I being, think it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because it seems like we're oh my God, they cheated. Well, didn't you? Yeah, but I didn't get caught. You know, I mean,
0: I agree. I no. I think monogamy is really hard. I think with her, what was so deceitful and then, of course, they got pregnant mm-hmm. and I think he was still having an affairs like maybe after. So now she's she's getting divorced and she just had the kid on her own. I don't know. I guess she wasn't willing to work with him um, and felt like the whole thing was super, super deceitful. And I guess there's various levels mm-hmm. of it. But um, but I'm
1: interested to know, as a woman, what do you see wrong? So Bobby Limonis. Well, you first of all, I thought Bobby is?
0: Limonis was gay. I really did. I had no idea that Bobby Limonis was gay. No, no, you're talking about Marcus.
1: Marcus. Marcus Limonis, yeah. Marcus Limonis.
0: Okay, so Bobby Limonis, the woman that he is married to, I just think she. We found out, we Googled, first of all, I don't believe this, that Bobby. That uh, Marcus Lemonis is forty four years old. I think mm-hmm. he looks way older than forty four, okay. and she looks way older than forty four as well. So if let's say he's forty four, she's got to be what sixty four?
1: Probably so. She
0: looks like his mom.
1: I don't know. To me, but is that a problem? Because men do it every day. Men with these younger women. Like, oh, I think that's creepy too, though. That's why I said I've got the ten. Five guys forty five dating twenty one year olds and think it's perfectly fine, and they're okay. like, oh, meet my father in law. I'm like, um. Wait, I'm confused.
0: I mean, like, when you see Dane Cook, have you seen Dane Cook? He's dating someone 19, and Dane Cook is, like, 42. And he's got, like, all this gray hair, the comedian. It looks so awful. No, I'm just, you know, I'm sure they're very happy. I'm sure, like, they're going to be great together. But I don't know. I'm always fascinated how that kind of May-December relationships work for men and women. So your rule is
1: 10 over 5 younger? Yeah.
0: Beyond that, I feel like you don't have a lot in common. Like, to me, he looks like he has mommy issues. Like, he looks like he's a guy with mommy issues, and now he's married his mom. Ooh. Straight up.
1: Well, you know what? I mean, I was a little disappointed to hear that he wasn't gay because I thought, oh, my God, Marcus LaVona is fabulous. I wanted to date him myself. But... He looks very happy, so I'm happy for him.
0: I hey, me too. I just think that I think when you marry somebody older than ten years you have there are very few people I think that are doing it genuinely out of love. I think you have parent issues.
1: Because I've been there well, he's like he's adopted.
0: And I'm sure that plays into it. I think that probably is part of the reason he's dating a woman that's older. I think there's some sort of mother issue. Like, when I dated older guys, I was looking for a replacement for my dad, who died when I was 15. Like, you're okay. seeking, there's something there that you're seeking. And I it see. Till, like, for me, I became aware of it mostly because older men... Like I would like I the last guy did it was like 18 years older. Do you know what hmm. that guy wanted to do? He wanted to sit at his pool and he wanted to golf at his golf club on Saturday. And he didn't give a fuck what I wanted to do. Sure. Like if I wanted to acclimate to his lifestyle, no problem. But mm-hmm. he wasn't doing anything different cuz he'd already made his money, he had his kids, he'd been through a divorce. Like Yeah, you're definitely at a
1: different phase in life if you're 18 years apart.
0: Way different. Now, maybe it's a little bit different for women, maybe older women, younger guy. Maybe maybe that woman's like a little bit more up for adventure and good for her. I mean, she's sleeping with a guy like half her age.
1: Well, I just think that, I mean, she, you know, she got the younger guy and I think it's fantastic because it's always the older guy getting the younger woman. So I think it's great for her. Now, let me just share this. You know, Renzo's 16 years older. And um, I don't know if anything's going to happen with that because I'm still keeping my options open as I've told you about the facebook right. Guy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the interesting thing about him is he keeps saying something to me and I wanted to run it by you so you can help me figure out what it means. He keeps saying to me that he's working on his last project of his career. He doesn't okay. want to work anymore after this, okay? But he's saying... I just want to live a simple life. So he wants to buy a house in Barcelona. He's got his place in Brussels, right. his country home in Rome. He's selling his apartment in Rome. But he wants to live a simple life, and he's saying it in every one of our conversations. Right. And I think every time he sees a picture of me at a book signing or doing a show or doing hmm. something, he responds, oh, this is wonderful. This is great. I hope you like it here because I just want to live <laughs> A simple life. Does this man think I'm going to spend all his money. What is what is it? What's he trying to say, Sarah?
0: Uh, I think when people tell you that they're simple people, they they don't need fancy or frills. Okay. So I think he might be setting you up for he doesn't want to live.
1: But when he stops the working, all this shit's going to be. We got to tame it, tone it down, and yeah. I mean, not that we don't do anything together right now in terms of travel or anything, because we haven't spent that much time together. But
0: uh, well, I. Don't- i mean i think it's hard i think like maybe his idea of simple life is still five star but he just doesn't really want to leave the house or something like maybe he wants to stay home while you go and promote your book and promote your lifestyle and he just stays home
1: I just want to (laughs) live and i'm like i heard you and you know i have to practice my patience because you know when they go low i go high so i go (laughs) i go a little crazy sometimes so i'm like Yes, I heard you the last time you told me you want to live a simple life.
0: Well, why don't you – you're so good at just – why don't you just ask him what he means?
1: Like, yeah, because I kind of need to know.
0: Yeah, what does simple life mean I don't know that I want to live a
1: simple life.
0: Uh, I don't think so. You don't live one now. I, you I, live like a very glamorous one. I, I don't guess.
1: know that I want to live a simple li- – I want to live a happy life. I want to love and be loved. I want to, you know, have a beautiful garden. I want to help children. I want to, you know – explore and do things and travel. But I don't know that I want to... I don't know that that's simple.
0: Uh, No, I'm with you. I'm with you. You need the definition. Do we have time? I know we're... uh, You know, we usually... um, We usually kind of get to about an hour. But, um, you know, I wanted to see if you had any thoughts. You told me that you had also, over the weekend... The other thing I spent most of the weekend doing was watching Monique, the comedian and actress, on Breakfast Club, on The View... And then she watched all the YouTube videos. I've watched the YouTube videos. Chance the Rapper came out in support of her. A lot of people have come out in support of her after she was on Breakfast Club. She, uh, you know, Breakfast Club is a a radio show in New York City. And so, Charlemagne the God. With Charlemagne the God. Mm -hmm. And Charlemagne had labeled her the donkey of the day. Then she ends up going on his morning show. And, um, then it comes in and, t- and calls him by his real name, which is Leonard or Leonard, yeah, yeah. and which was hysterical because radio names are so cheesy. But <laughs> anyway, so I thought that was great. I thought she yeah. like really came for him. But I, I don't know. I have my thoughts. What on is it. your thought? My thought is this: I think the saddest part is I think Monique is a person who is incredibly talented, but her own worst enemy. And I think that. I personally feel like the other thing that was so cheesy was she called her husband Sydney, who's her manager, "daddy." The entire interview, which I thought was like so creepy. It keeps
1: it real. That's what she calls him. Uh, okay? When you we imagine... first talked about this, I was I told her to sit down. Monique needs to sit down somewhere. She should she should have took the five hundred thousand dollars. I went through all that. I hadn't really listened to her. I sat down the other about a week ago and went through some of her interviews and some of the things that she was saying and some of the points she was making. And so much of what she was saying, I related to, and I still relate to.
0: Like what, like how did it, what did? What changed for you?
1: Well, what changed for me is, you know, sometimes as a gay black man in this industry, you're conditioned to, uh, I feel like when people that I work with even confirm a booking for me, an expectation, a place even that I work, they expect, like, a thank you, you know? Right. Um, And I'm like, well, wait, who's thanking who here, you know? I feel like some of my white counterparts don't always have to continue to prove themselves over and over and over again. And one place that I work, it's like every week I have to start over again, create a new segment, you know, come up with fresh ideas. And it's like, but... Why can't I just choose something that's consistent? Why don't y'all produce my stuff? You know, when I did a holiday special, you know, walked in, there's no producer. Nobody wrote anything. Showed, you know what I'm saying? Well,
0: they do that for, like, no one. Well,
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying from my perspective, because I know people that show up to work, shit's there and available to them. They don't have to really think about all that. When I go to work, I have to be planning that stuff. Two days before, the day before, I'm lugging shit up there. I'm bringing props. I'm doing all this, and and you know, and it's not just this particular job. And I haven't said where that is, but
0: <laughs> I know this place. I, I have to do the same thing. <laughs> I schlep in my own equipment. Yeah, but use it. you,
1: but but no, because you have consistency. You do Tuesday talkers, and you do your Saturday thing that you do, and you you know what you're doing every week. Every week, what day are you on, Paul? I don't know.
0: Well, why? I thought that you don't have consistency there because of your schedule of promoting your book and traveling and doing other things. People would love
1: to say that, you know. Oh, I thought you were busy. No, I'm sitting here watching your fucking show that I'm supposed to be on.
0: But if you, so if if they gave you a Friday, you would be there every single Friday.
1: I didn't say all that. I'm not available. (laughs) No, 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 no. What I'm saying is... (laughs) we can work something out. Friday's tough. But um <laughs> what I mean but is But that's my thing with
0: Monique. Monique and Sydney, here's the thing. I I think that she comes off as and I think she's a person that can't step back because like her big argument on Breakfast Club was, well, every time I do a movie or whatever, the finish line changes. And I'm like, you you have made it to the finish line. How many people win an Oscar? You've already made it. But, and Will Packer tweeted out to Charlemagne and was basically like, you are not going to hear prominent African Americans in the industry say anything about her because everybody knows the truth. Implying that she's slanderous, that she and Sydney come on to projects and then they look for, specifically look for some sort of injustice and stand up for it. To me, when I watch those interviews this weekend, I'm like, why isn't she an attorney fighting for people's rights? Because it seems like that's really the passion. Because every set they've gone to, it, re- it resulted in Sydney going, well, okay, yeah, we had that issue with Will Packer. Well, sometimes because- you
1: find yourself in a position where you always have to fight. You always have to fight. And I, I, I tell you, I, I keep finding myself in, in this place where people say, oh, he's a little edgy. And I think, God, I'd love to be like the guy that skips in and whistles and all that kind of stuff. But you do find yourself in a position where there's injustice around every corner. Every time you walk into the room, there's something that if you're mindful enough, you're like, oh, that doesn't really feel right or sound right. Don't you
0: think that's for like all of us? No. Like, I feel like there's so much going on, like the, the workplace that you talked mm-hmm. about, right? You always say to me, like, I, I love going in on Sundays because I end up sitting around with the crew and hearing all the, the news and stuff that's going on. <laughs> and some of the shit that is happening to those employees, white men, white women, black women, black men, it's like, damn, it's a really tough environment. It reminds me of my radio days. Okay. Like, when I was in radio, we didn't have a producer. Like, uh, the expectation was you come in, you work a five-hour morning show, you track a midday show before Ryan Seacrest show, then you go home and you show prep for the host, okay. and you better send all that stuff. And it was like, and if you missed one day, you were getting CC'd to the GM of why aren't you doing this work? And I understand because after six years, five or six years, I'm like, the fact that I'm still getting a CC'd message to the GM is yeah, like, sure. if you don't value and believe in my work at this point, if you don't think that I'm going to send you show prep topics after five years at a number one show, yeah. then I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. You know. But then I've said, okay, I'm going to control my own fate and destiny and do my own thing and do it the way I want because I know working for these companies a little bit is that's they're all there to treat you like shit. That's true. The bottom line is there. That's and true. They we all have we all have
1: our stories. Um, you know, I told you how I did Paul Wharton style the, the show. You know, they, I, was, I was offered a very low ball figure. Yeah, and I went to um, a corporate sponsor, General Motors, and they underwrote the show. And I went back and I said, "Now I'll hire you." So yeah, you do have to kind of step out and do your own thing. But I did see some things that I that I find continue to come up in my life and other people's lives. You know, maybe. Or you know people that you know as well, but I only from my perspective. Like, how can you work somewhere for years and years and years and years, and like you work just enough to not get health insurance? You know what I mean? It's like you're always at this point. It's like you work there, and you know you're not supposed to work anywhere else, but you really don't have all the benefits of the people that work there. Even if it's somebody that fits into the mold of you know father, white picket fence, he didn't. Might even be a black man, but right. he fits into the mold of what the, the um, you know, of what the, the leadership of that company wants to see on their air.
0: I mean, I agree with that. And I think when you go to big companies or you work for movie houses, like Lee Daniels has come out and spoken about Monique several times and essentially said he and Oprah basically tried to tell her, look, this is the game. Like you can play this game, and this is how it works. You know, you go to Can when you sign on for a film. They don't pay you any additional money. This is part of it, and the payoff is, you know, you help these people, they help you. And she basically said, no, I don't want to do that. That's
1: well, and- I got to tell you, I don't agree with her there. I mean, even my book tour, I self financed my book tour. Right. The, the, you know, in, in modern day, uh, publishing, the the publishing company is not putting you up in hotels and flying you and giving you ground transportation. And if they are, it's all coming out of your money anyway. Right. So, you know, if I was haggling with them and they needed to front me something, if I needed it, they probably would. But I'm like, well, I had to pay for it anyway. So I might as well be paying for it. So I believe in promoting projects that I've worked on that I believe in. So I don't really, you know, agree with her from that perspective. I feel like she should have sucked it up and just gone. Also, her star was – still rising yes. at that time as well yes. so it only benefited her would have even benefited her more I and agree. the blackball worked you know she was she was blackballed yeah
0: and i think the hardest part is, was to hear like I don't see how it's going to get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and then on her Instagram, she posted emails between Sydney and Will Packer, and Will Packer was basically, and Will Packer is a producer on Straight Outta Compton and several other films, and um, has done a lot to fund African American women making films. And basically, they went ahead and posted all these emails, and of course, Will Packer is basically talking about how difficult they are and how awful Sydney is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you? Ugh.
1: Yeah, I don't agree with the, with her asking people to boycott Netflix over this issue with her. But I do agree with her calling them out, but for resolution. I would have liked her to say, look. We were offered $500,000 from Netflix, and I'm telling you, I believe I'm worth more, and I'm going to tell you the reasons why. These are the reasons why. This is my resume. I'm going to hold out for more. You know, Netflix is a great uh, platform. It brings people together. It puts out comedians. I mean, look at my sister, as she says, Amy Amy Schumer Schumer, with this and that. So I believe that I will find the right deal at Netflix or somewhere else. But the boycott part is kind of a bit far.
0: Well, you guys can always weigh in and tell us what you think. We'd love to see your tweets. So we're looking for ways that it's easier for you to communicate with us. Sometimes email is really long. So uh, Paul Wharton Style on Twitter. Is it Paul Wharton Style? It's Paul
1: Wharton on Twitter. Paul
0: Wharton on Twitter. Paul Wharton
1: Style on Instagram.
0: Paul Wharton Style on Instagram. At HeyFrage on Instagram and Twitter. So you can always message us. Um, We're going to start putting up like kind of a weekly graphic with some of the things that we talk about on Instagram. But in the meantime, tweet us. Paul Wharton at HeyFrage let us know what you thought about some of the topics um have you seen marcus limonis and bobby limonis? Oh my I mean, god i, I wish happy. them love
1: love is love people
0: but did you think that was his mom we need and to know. love is
1: not simple that's the oh, name. renzo i'll
0: stand with that yeah renzo what is simple <laughs> yes we need to i'm know.
1: concerned about the simple life they oh did god. that already paris and nicole <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need more than that. Um, all right, cool. We'll see you guys next week. Be sure to share the podcast and subscribe to us on iTunes. Hit five stars. Leave a review. Paul, amazing. Oh, my God.
1: So much fun. Love you.
0: Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh. What's the phrase that you hear?
1: Every day, hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear? Tune in, yeah, you gotta tune in Sarah Fraser on the mic and she about to begin A co-host with the most all-one looking fleek Take it from me, you should be listening Live from the nation's tap, pop culture at its best No need a second guess, separated from the rest Entertaining nonetheless, many topics to address Sarah, she's so glamorous the number one hostess